Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 119. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Shepard. The indie pop band from Brisbane have just released their first holiday single, entitled Christmas Without You. In today's episode, we're speaking with George and Amy about Christmas time in the Shepherd household. Today are two members from the indie pop band Shepherd. Having released their third studio record, Kaleidoscope Eyes, earlier this year, they've now released a gorgeous holiday anthem, Christmas Without You. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, George and Amy from Shepherd. Hello, how are we? Hey there. How's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well. We've uh, we've just had our morning breakfast, so we're feeling pretty nice and sus- sustenanced. That's ready, ready for the day. Sustain, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do have to ask, where are you joining us from today? I'm seeing a lot of. This is actually our uh, family home, but this is this is our mum's like art studio. She she does a lot of painting and um, she makes pots. So that's like that's one of her pots that she's made with uh, like shells and stuff. And yeah, it's like a creative space of sorts. I was going to say it looked like a lot of yeah, like pots and crockery. Or is that the is it crockery? Yeah. Or yeah. that kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, the reason why we're talking today is the new Christmas single, but now that you are, um, you've mentioned you're at your family home, I'm, I'm kind of curious, what is the, what is Christmas like in the Shepherd household each year? Um, normally we just eat a lot of food. There's no kids in our family at the moment. So, um, we, we avoid the present giving because we've done that many times. It's always such a stressful, um, exercise to try and run out and buy presents and things for people and you don't even know what they want and you don't want anything. So, um, for the last, I'd say five years, we've just decided that we don't do presents anymore (laughs) and we spend money on, um, lots and lots of food and booze and then we just sit sit in the pool all together and um yeah just relax which is like the best way that i could possibly think of spending christmas this christmas in particular though we're we're actually kind of scattering a little bit because um obviously my, my fiance hasn't seen her family in like two years and we've spent every waking minute of the last two years together so <laughs> we're okay with separating for this christmas and then uh you know going to visit each of our partner's families instead because they haven't been as lucky. Of course. That will, um, I imagine that will be very nice, a little bit of a homecoming for them and for yeah. yourselves with their families. 100%. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to it. Is there any um, 
family traditions other than enjoying the good food and the good booze that we do have here in Australia? Is there any other kind of family traditions that uh, you guys have at your household? Sometimes we open our presents the night before. Like I know that a lot of, a lot of times we'd used to, we, we used to fly overseas for like a family holiday or something like that. We'd be flying out on Christmas day because um, it was like cheaper flights. No one's flying on Christmas day. You'd be able to spread out on the plane type of thing. It was just something that we always did. So the night before we would always open our presents and that was like, our, it, it, I don't know, it felt like more Christmas Eve because you're like excited. It's Christmas Eve. I feel like Christmas Eve almost feels more Christmassy than Christmas Day does sometimes. And uh, that's that was like the, the whole like, oh, we got presents, you know, unwrap them and then you get to, you know, take them with you on the holiday, which is which is always fun. <laughs> I would agree with that. I think the um, like the anticipation of Christmas is almost, yeah, more Christmassy because when you're on the day, you know that it's, it's over once the day's over, whereas that yeah. anticipation, it's like the, the rush almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. We are chatting because there is a very exciting entry into the um, the Christmas music canon from yourself uh, with Christmas Without You this year, which is um, very exciting. What, I guess, just to begin with, what made you want to jump into the holiday music genre? You guys have already conquered pop, but what? yeah, where did the idea to write a Christmas song come from? We've always had um, people asking us when we're going to release a Christmas song every single year. It's either, you know, our label over in the UK or it's our fans or our friends always asking us. So I don't know, it just never felt right because we just didn't really have anything personal to write about. So it was always going to be like, oh, the holly jolly and the snow. And, you know, as we just explained, we don't really get into the Christmas spirit in that way. Um, But this year we actually had something special to write about and we wrote the song about our father who we haven't seen in two years. Um, so we're really missing him for a second Christmas this year. And, um, I guess, yeah, it just felt right to be able to write something a bit more personal this year. And obviously a lot of of our fans and people around the world will be experiencing a similar thing where, you know, we're still yet to, even with borders starting to open, it's just not as easy as it once was to visit, um, people who have been separated this Christmas. So I think a lot of people will relate to the song. Yeah, definitely. I think it is kind of a um, a perspective that might not be covered as often as, you know, as you mentioned, all like the holly jolly or like the snow or all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, what was the songwriting process like in kind of approaching it from that angle? Because I imagine it's, you don't want it to, you want to, I guess, tread that line very carefully where it's a, the perfect balance where it's not too sad, but it's also mm. um, a yeah. Christmas song. Mm. I mean, it started with that little piano riff at the beginning and that just, that felt very Christmassy. And I, uh, I sent that on to the other two, Jay and Amy, and um, they came up with a verse idea and we were kind of away from there. And we, we decided very quickly that it was, it was going to be about a, a person, you know, like making it a very sort of centralized theme of not having a person there for Christmas. And um, we, we sent the first draft to our managers and it was, this is before it had a chorus. It was just the first verse. And they were like, guys, this is like really sad. Like, <laughs> we don't want our audience to just like listen to this and just be in tears. And we're like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We, we, we need to inject a bit of hope in there. And, and even for ourselves as well, 
you know, we wanted there to be some sort of like bit of, a bit of Christmas warmth in there just just to just so people aren't leaving the song being like <laughs> there's no feeling point worse. yeah feeling worse about their lives because <laughs> um, uh, yeah I mean everyone's been through hardships this year and the last thing we all need is to be reminded of that but um, it was just this chorus that came out of like you know there's a light across the ocean it shows me that you're all right I know that that's where you are you're safe you're over there right now but I know that I'm going to see you again soon if I can get through this this one Christmas that we don't have you here. Um, so yeah, it was, it was that once we had that sort of little element of hope, I think the whole, the whole thing really kind of came together. What is the, um, because it is, I I think it's very applicable to quite a lot of people this year and last year and God forbid, hopefully not next year, but, um, what has the reception been like so far to the track? It's been really, really nice to, to hear actually, like everybody that's, everybody that's written to us has been like, I, I've. I can't tell you how much I needed this song. We've just moved from, um, you know, Melbourne up to Queensland or, you know, some, something like that. People have gone through huge shifts in their lives in the last two years. And so I think people are longing for what used to be and, you know, there, there's a few changes happening. And so hearing a song like this just kind of it hits those feels for a lot of people and it just brings them a bit of comfort. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of really the whole reason why we wanted to do it. It's just so that we can offer people that sense of hope in, in a time that, you know, should be really happy and joyful, but might still be very challenging in, in its own way. Yeah, of course. Has the, um, has the experience of releasing this kind of uh, made you think about leaning more into, as you said, like your UK label wanting to do a full Christmas album, has this opened that door possibly, or is it kind of like, no, we've done it and this is, <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are really cautious of um, the way we would do or how we would do that. Um, yeah. We, Cause we're already a very sort of like smiley, poppy, happy band. And then to put the Christmas spin on that, it's just, it's a bit too sickly sweet. I think for us. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why we needed to do a little bit more of a melancholy Christmas song. Um, but I mean, it, the reaction has been really great. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'll never say never, but for now I think we're, we're pretty happy with this being our Christmas offering. Of course. Look, I think that um, there's definitely a market for melancholy Christmas tracks. So if you did a whole album, I think that that could also um, be an option, just putting it out there. Not sure if that – yeah. We'll keep it in mind. Um, the, the video is gorgeous as well. It is a beautiful kind of CG uh, video where it follows, um, I guess, follows a – like a snowflake and then breaking into glass and it kind of follows this beautiful journey along, along the, that kind of what happens afterwards. Um, what was the decision to go with that? And as you said, like it can sometimes be like a little bit for a pop band doing Christmas song can be a little bit like saccharine or, or sweet. Um, I guess, yeah. What was the decision with going with that and not having you guys, you know, in full Christmas regalia and, hats and elf costumes and things like that yeah i mean uh you, just to you saying that now makes me it's just i mean there's a negative connotation that comes with like the whole christmas song and it's it's something that we were very conscious about avoiding so from the from the beginning i knew if we were going to do a, a video it it was either going to be like taken really seriously and, and like really classily done or it was going to be an animation and uh I think due to the whole COVID thing and not being sure what was going to be locked down, you know, it was just safer to go with the animation route. 
And, you know, I think we decided back in July, that was when we sort of picked out who was going to do it. Um, so we, we didn't know it was all like Melbourne was still in lockdown. We, we didn't know if Brisbane was going to be in lockdown. So we're like, all right, let's just make a decision here. We're going to go with these guys in Poland, these, um, very, very talented animators who we've been working with just on still images for our uh, artworks and all of our single and album artwork covers have been done by these guys named Ars Dania. And we've been so impressed with their work. Every time they uh, send something through, it's just a perfect representation of our music. And I, uh, I, I just love working with them. So we wanted to give them the opportunity to make a animated music video and they put everything into it. They got their most talented uh, artists together and they, they put in a whole lot of extra effort and time and energy into it because they knew how important it was for us. And yeah, I mean, it just turned out so beautifully. I'm, I'm very happy with it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It is a beautiful visual and I feel that it kind of does. I know I just said why weren't you in the elf costumes, but it kind of does capture that nicer non uh, corny side of Christmas almost. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shepard are performing, I have to get this in the right order. They're performing at the Brisbane Lord Mayor's Carols this weekend. And then I believe possibly performing at, at Carols in the Domain uh, later on. Yep. Uh, um, um, Delta Goodrum's uh, Christmas TV special. We're doing a, a little acoustic stripped back performance of the song on that, which is going to be really nice. Um, and yeah, so we've, we've got a, a whole bunch of Christmas carols lined up, which is nice. <laughs> I think it's going to be on line the next three weekends in a row, which is, which is great. I feel that that's um, very exciting for Shepherd fans. For you guys, is it just playing the single? Are you going to, uh, I guess, tackle any other kind of Christmas standards or classics? Uh, we are doing a cover as well, so we're doing two at the carols, uh, both carols. Yeah. And it's John Lennon's Happy Christmas. Yeah. War is over. Technically um, John and Yoko. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll forget Yoko. Um, yeah, we had done the cover a few years back because of our fans asking for a Christmas song. Um, so we did end up doing that cover because we always really loved that song. Because, um, again, it, it, it's a Christmas song that doesn't come with those sort of negative, more of the corny side of it connotations. It feels like a song that you can, 100%. It, you know, it's a song that you can listen to all year long. Like it's not like something that comes out just at Christmas you know, even though it is a Christmas song, it's something that you could listen to in July and still enjoy it. It really makes you think that song too. It's like, yeah. 
so it's this Christmas, like another year has gone by. What have you done? Yeah. What have you achieved? What have you done for humanity? But uh, yeah, it was like a really nice message. And I, we're, I feel like we kind of wanted to write a Christmas song in that vein where you could listen to it after Christmas and it still be a really nice listening experience. hundred percent. That song, uh, John and Yoko and Shepard, I think it is like it's reflective Christmas music, not jingle bell, like, sorry, literal bells and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's the, that's the word. <laughs> um, do you have a preferred or a favorite Christmas carol or standard yourselves other than, other than uh, happy Christmas and your own song? Um, I think, uh, another Wolfpack song. Yeah. I mean, it's not so much of a traditional carol, but there is another, um, a Christmas song called Christmas in LA by a band called Wolfpack, which is like a Jackson five, like absolute banger of a song. It's so funky. <laughs> so I, would, I would say that's, that's probably my favorite Christmas song. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> No, very fair. <laughs> um, Christmas aside, you guys obviously have had a stellar year as well um, with the album Kaleidoscope Eyes coming out. I think was it number two on the RA charts. Um, yeah. What does, I guess, if we're being reflective and looking back at the previous year and what's to come, uh, what can we kind of expect from you guys in 2022? So uh, just this morning we announced um, uh, an amazing tour. We're going to get to... Uh, support Delta Goodrum on her uh, arena tour of Australia next year, which is going to be so exciting. I mean, I'm just so pumped to do something like that uh, after the couple of years that the music industry's had, you know, getting to do a national tour, finally getting to go around Australia um, with a national icon, like such as Delta Goodrum. I think it's just going to be so exciting. Um, and uh, apart from that, you know, we really want to be able to get back overseas. We want to be able to tour this, this album that we've written and haven't toured yet. It's, it's actually a really, bizarre feeling to release an album and then not go on tour. It just kind of, it just feels so unnatural and, you know, you, you don't have the creative uh, drive to just go straight back into the studio because you've just finished an album and you want to show it off and, you know, be on the road. But unfortunately uh, it's had to be postponed for a little thing called COVID. And we are now luckily back on the, on the horizon of touring again. So that's, that's probably what 2022 I think we'll do a bit of writing as well. We've got a bit of studio time in January, Mm -hmm. get the ball rolling for um, album number four, which is really exciting. So we have no idea how it's going to be sounding or what direction we want to go in. But, um, yeah, that's what January is going to be all about. It's just, yeah, forming the bones of album number four. That's very exciting. Do you guys um, usually write like a substantial amount before you go into the studio or do you like to write while in the studio and kind of flesh it out there? A bit of both, really. Wherever an idea comes from, it could come when you're stepping out of the shower and then you're like, oh, write that down quickly. And then you bring that into the studio and, you know, Jay will tell us why it's terrible and he'll write something better and then uh, we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like it comes from all different places. So, like, uh, you know, the Christmas song was just that little piano riff that I came up with and sent them to the guys. Um, You know, Amy's got a great chorus that she'll bring in and – I think this time around we're going we're gonna to take it like one day at a time. One person writes something like a springboard idea that the other two will have to jump on board with. And so we'll take it in turns one day at a time. We'll just keep bringing in ideas. That's kind of exciting. I feel that that keeps – well, I imagine that it, it keeps the, the process of it fresh and also allows for 
you know, different perspectives on, on the songwriting as like process itself. Well, I think the, the, the most difficult part of being in like a writing session is just starting anything and like starting something. Cause you could just sit there for hours just being like, yeah, that kind of works. Do you want to go, mm, let's try something else. Whereas if you just start working on something and it can completely change from what the original idea was, like we did a songwriting session a couple of weeks ago where I came in with this like guitar riff. It was quite rock and rolly and we were like, all right, let's just work on that. And then like, oh, the tempo changed. Oh, and then the chords kind of changed. And then all of a sudden it's on piano instead of guitar. And then it just <laughs> keeps on evolving until it's not that song at all. And it's something completely different, but at least we had something to get us there. And I think that's important. So we might try something like, something like that in the studio this time around, just bring in an idea each every day. No, that's very exciting. Um, at George and Amy, we would usually uh, ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. So Christmas aside, you don't have to, we can put that aside. Uh, what are you currently enjoying? Or is there any record or song that's kind of taken your fancy? Uh, I'm really enjoying the new Rufus Soul record. I think it's called Surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably my favourite of their records so far. I just, it, it, it really, I don't know, it just gives you this really awesome, like, sense of atmosphere and, grandeur like epicness i'm all about that kind of music so yeah i love it um i actually found this cool song today it's by sam fender called 17 going under i don't know if you've heard it um i think it's like trending on whatever tiktok and instagram i think that's how i I came across it on instagram um and i was like wow that actually just sounds a bit different um and i think it's a song about i can't work out whether it's about bullying or if it's about like family violence so i've got to do some digging and figure it out but it's got a really interesting interesting lyrics and an interesting um sound to it so i'm looking forward to um digging into old sam a little bit further Mm. i think uh, he has quite an interesting voice as well quite a like raspy kind of voice yeah yeah i just yeah obviously was living under a rock and hadn't heard it yet um but i did find it this morning and yeah perked my ears no, look, uh, both very solid choices. Um, Rufus, incredible choice. I also don't, I'm not sure about the both of you, but I don't remember when Rufus became as big as they did, if that makes sense. Like yeah. they've always been quite a large band, but then they sold out like three arena shows in LA or whatever. It's like, well, good, and good for them as well. Yeah. They did that, um, uh, Joshua tree performance, which I think really, captured a lot of people's attention it was just such a cool unique show so yeah yeah powerful guys we, we've met them before we did a show in um jakarta with them and um had a drink afterwards lovely lovely blokes really really deserving of their success oh beautiful well again very solid picks and congratulations to yourselves on the single again um it is a beautiful christmas uh, track and we do look forward to the carols and seeing yourself uh, on them throughout the next few weeks Sounds good, man. Thanks a lot for the chat. Thank you. And that's our show. A massive thank you to George and Amy for their time. Christmas Without You is out now, and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the single or find their tour dates with Delta. We also want to give a huge shout out to Fiona at On The Map PR for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning, 
with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Cheers.